Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you heard about the guidance end of it from Jesus himself, but we have this great story in the Old Testament in 2 Samuel that I want to share with you today. It's kind of a funny story. It'll make you chuckle a little bit as it goes along, but it makes a powerful, powerful point of how we, as God's people, must celebrate. So I invite you now to hear God's word for us. Now, King David was told, The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom, and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went down and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fat, fattened calf. David, wearing a linen ephod, danced before the Lord with all his might while he and the entire house of Israel brought up to the ark of the Lord with shouts and sound of trumpets. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michael, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each person in the whole crowd of Israelites, both men and women. And all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless his household, Michael daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, How the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of slave girls of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would. David said to Michael, It was before the Lord, who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house, when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. And I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. And Michael, daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. This is the word of our Lord. And I believe it's to be the truth for my life. And I believe it's to be the truth for your life as well. So as we hear God's word for us today, shall we pause for a moment to meditate upon the scripture and to ask the Lord to help us in the understanding of it. I'd like to offer up a prayer on your behalf and ask that you would lift one up for me as well. Let us pray together. And now, O Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today we reach the end of this series in which we're taking a look at 12 spiritual disciplines. And we end today on a high note. We end with guidance and celebration. 
Now these are listed as corporate, collective disciplines. Certainly, we need to be guided individually by God in our lives, and we need to individually celebrate. But the power comes when we do it together. When the whole church is willing to be guided by God, when the whole church gathers together to celebrate the goodness of God in our lives. That's what we are about. We do it individually, but we also gather together that we might do it together. So our time of worship, this is a time of celebration. And especially on this Palm Sunday, we need to keep in mind all that we have to celebrate. This is a glorious, glorious day that the Lord has given to us. But I want to talk to you first about guidance. Guidance is a spiritual discipline. Now, we don't like that. We don't want to do that. Because we know that guidance means someone is going to guide us. And we don't want to be guided. We think we're so smart. We think we have it all figured out. We don't need to be guided. We don't want to act and behave and be treated like little children. Little kids pick up on this very quickly. One of the first words they learn is no. The next thing they learn is, I can do it myself. Whether it's feeding themselves, whether it's dressing themselves, most kids get very resistant, very, very young, at receiving any help from mom or dad, grandma or grandpa, or anyone else. I can do it myself. I can't begin to tell you. I wish I'd written down how many times I heard, Daddy, I'm a big girl, I can do it myself. Unfortunately, we act the same as adults. We don't like to take direction. We think that we don't need guidance. We think we have it all figured out. But really, have we? Do we know everything yet? It, it kind of goes like this in my mind. If you traveled to a foreign country for the first time, would it not be helpful to, to pay for the service of a tour guide to take you around to the places you wanted to go? It's a strange city, you know, a lot of those old cities have very narrow streets, and they wind around. You would get lost so fast it wouldn't be funny if not for a tour guide. But how would it be if you paid the tour guide, you went to the first place on the tour, and then you said to the tour guide, nope, I don't need you, I will find it on my own. How would the rest of your day go? You probably wouldn't find anything you were looking for. You would probably get lost. It would totally defeat the purpose of having so near this tour guide that is willing to take you around to the places you want to see and guide you in that way. But it goes back to one of the very early disciplines. The part we don't like about guidance is we have to humble ourselves and submit to someone else guiding us. Someone else smarter than us in at least that one particular field. And we don't like that. We think we know everything. But if you want a good tour of whatever country you're visiting, a tour guide's the way to go. The same thing is true about the Christian faith. We cannot find heaven on our own. We're just not going to do it. But we do need to take advantage of 
what Jesus has provided for us. A tour guide, if you will, the Holy Spirit that will lead us, guide us straight to heaven. Jesus prepared his disciples for his death. And he told them that he, he was leaving. His physical body would no longer be with them. But he also said, I'm going to give you something even better. The power of my presence will be in you. The Holy Spirit. And this Spirit, he says, has a particular function. In John 16, 13, Jesus says, and this is the night before, this is Monday, Thursday. This is part of the Last Supper teaching. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you in all truth. Now that's incredibly powerful. Because in this day and in this age, there are many voices out there telling us, here is truth, here is truth, here is truth. Follow me, I will lead you to the truth. There are many voices telling us that, well, your own personal experience, for you, that is truth. As if to say, every one of us then has our own individualized truth. That's not what we see here. That's not what God wants for us. Because if there are so many different truths, then in fact there is no truth. By definition, truth means this is the only the only means, the only way, the only truth. It should not surprise us then, also at the Last Supper, Jesus instructs the disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not one of several ways, not one of several truths, not one of several lives. He says, the only way to the Father is through me. Singular. There is one way, only one truth, and only one life. And if we're saying that's what we want, then our only choice is Jesus. The only way. So Jesus tells us that the spirit that we have received, this great power in our lives, no longer with a physical Jesus outside of us, but the, the spirit of the living Christ within us, Every second of every day, this Spirit will guide us into the truth. Now, with all those voices out there, with all the choices we have to make, doesn't that sound wonderful? There's only one way. But we have to choose the one way. So the spirit within us is desperately crying out to us on a daily basis. Follow me. I will lead you. I will guide you in the path you need to go. The path that will lead to heaven. There is only one truth. Now just to be clear, if we allow ourselves to be guided in a different direction other than the singular truth, we will not receive the heavenly reward. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. The question is, are you willing to submit 
to the one, the only one, who knows how to get you to heaven. Now, of course, you have the choice to go try it on your own. Go to AAA or get out your GPS and type in heaven and see if it'll take you there. That's probably not going to work. I tried. Believe me, it doesn't. So our technology cannot get us there. The only means is through listening to the Holy Spirit within us. The Spirit of truth will guide you in all truth. The promise Jesus gives to us is when we rely on that Holy Spirit in our lives, when we rely on the truth, it will grant to us incredible power. We are now free in the Spirit. And Jesus says that you, my followers, will do even greater miracles than I did. That sounds a little ridiculous. How can we do greater, greater miracles than Jesus? Well, you start reading and later on in the New Testament and you will begin to discover that those disciples did in fact do more incredible miracles than Jesus himself did. It's unbelievable what is possible. But the first step is we must be willing to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Not your own will, not the will of anyone else, but a simple submission and saying, You have the best plan for my life, Lord. I trust you, Lord. I trust you that you have this perfect plan for my life. And I'm willing to submit to that and have you guide me. I believe that I can't get to heaven on my own. But I am willing to simply have you lead me. When we get to that point when we're willing to submit in that way, then and only then is this power of the Holy Spirit unleashed within us. Because now we are doing what Jesus himself can do. And we know that is infinite. We are free to make that choice. And we keep seeing in the testimony of Scripture that it is out of that freedom in spirit that we are now free to celebrate. Celebration is a wonderful, wonderful witness of the Christian faith. Because now that we are free in the spirit, we can't stop ourselves from celebrating. We cannot contain ourselves. We must celebrate. Because God is so good. And God is so blessing. God is so loving. God is overwhelming us in such a way that we will join with the testimony of Scripture and say that we too are overjoyed. Not just joyful, overjoyed. It's over the top. We are exploding with joy. David, Old Testament David, he celebrated... He may have gone a little over the top. Just maybe a little bit. I mean, this is a, this is a great story. I, I, I just love this. So, you have to un- understand now. They lost the Ark. The Ark of the Covenant represented to the Jewish people the actual presence of God. So without that in their midst, they did not have God. David now is bringing the Ark back to Jerusalem. Back to where it should be. 
This is the best thing that has ever happened in their entire lives. You think they're going to celebrate? You better believe they're going to celebrate. It says that David was celebrating his head off. He was just going crazy. He's dancing and he's just doing all kinds of fun things. And apparently, according to scripture, he took off all his clothes. In public. Out in the street. Just dancing around naked and just having himself a good old time. Now, I've given you permission to do the Snoopy dance, but this might be a little, little too far. So, let's be clear. Here at Bedford United Methodist Church, we do not have a dress code. But you must wear clothes. Just so we understand. Now, I say that because it's the best thing for all of us. Trust me. Paul says that now in this freedom of the Spirit, I can do anything I want. There's no restriction. I am free. That's pretty cool. But then he says, even though I, I am able to do anything I want, not everything is helpful. Not everything is beneficial. Would it not be a slight distraction if I, as David, disrobed? <laughs> slight. See, it would detract from our worship. It would, it would focus somewhere it should not be. We're here to worship God. So as David does it, prancing around in the streets of Jerusalem, his wife, Saul's daughter, is up in the royal palace looking down. And she's going... And she kind of lets David have it when he comes home. She's not pleased sarcastically saying to him, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, disrobing in the sight of the slave girls of his servants, as any vulgar fellow would do. Ha! She didn't like it at all. But look at David's response. It was before the Lord, he says. I was celebrating before the Lord. And he actually says, I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. David was willing to make a fool of himself in his love for the Lord. So we have a choice because our worship is our certainly weekly celebration and should become our daily celebration. But our choice is, do we come into worship all gloom and grumpy and just miserable? My God, I go worship the Lord today. Or are you coming in with clothes, but still overjoyed? Still reveling in the joy of what God has done, is doing, and will continue to do in our lives. Those are your choices. To come in all, you know, just kind of formal and structured and we're going to do this. Or are you coming in in the freedom of the Spirit to lift your praises to God? To wave our palm branches? To celebrate this joy in the Lord? Scripture actually tells us, never lack in zeal. Now I'm here to tell you, Grumpiness, 
is a terrible witness for Jesus. Because even unbelievers know. You say you're a Christian, then even I know that you should be happy about this. You should be joyful about that. Why haven't you let your face in on that? Even they know. But if we can walk around in the day-to-day -day life, even when no one is looking, just beaming with that joy, I am the Lord's. Look what he's done for me. He died on the cross for me. He rose from the dead for me. He is with me now. His mighty spirit is within me. You won't be able to stop smiling. And I'm here to tell you that's one of the best witnesses for Jesus. Why would anybody sign up for a bunch of grumpy people? But instead, everybody needs joy. We all need this experience. So when you come into here, you could come skipping. You can do the Snoopy dance if you want. I don't care. But keep your clothes on, please. We'll draw the line there. But we're free in the Spirit to do worship, to live this life. So I give you permission to experience joy. I give you permission to live with joy. I give you permission. I actually encourage you to revel in joy. Celebrate every day what the Lord is doing for you. Celebrate that we are being guided by His Holy Spirit. The very presence of God Himself with us. And the Spirit will lead us this day and forever and ever into all the grace and the glory that is Christ our Lord and Savior. We will receive it now and we will live it for all eternity. Doesn't that sound good? Isn't that awesome? Give me a smile, would you? This is incredible. This is awesome. This is why we celebrate. Because we have Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. May God so bless and keep us. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.